everyone, it's Sandra Ganley here and I am so excited to bring you the new Country Chats podcast. I'm going to be talking about all things in the Irish country music scene, from singers to songs, dances to dance venues. I'll also be interviewing singers and dance teachers along the way and delving a little bit deeper into the great world of social dance and country music here in Ireland. So I hope you'll be able to tune in. All right, everybody, you're very welcome back to episode two of the Country Chats podcast. And I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, who is Miss Claude Alonor. Claude, you are very welcome. Thank you so much, Sandra, for having me. This is amazing. Yeah, no, I'm delighted to have you here. And just to confirm to everybody, we are in two separate counties. We are not together. We are <laughs> social distancing and we are chatting via Zoom. So um, it's great. Thank God for, for all the internet stuff and we're able to chat today. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot to be said lately now for social media, keeping us all going, which is exactly. great. Absolutely. <laughs> your line of work which we'll get to later on but Claude tell us I know I feel like I know you from um social media I've never actually met you but I feel like I do and um I feel like I know a lot about you in the last year or two because you've obviously built yourself up you've come to the forefront you're flying it but a lot of people are always wondering about you growing up how you got into singing what age were you influences all that so tell us a bit about that yeah, so I suppose singing didn't just happen last year when I was on the Late Late Show. It happened from a very young age. We were very young. I was about six, well, actually, I think it was drama school, first of all. It was a very, very young age. And I'm talking like two, two when I started, not even but funny when I say that. And then kind of started going to stage schools when I was younger. Mom and dad put us into them. And um, from there, then when they finished, I was about 16, I think, 15 or 16. And I was trying to find a way how I was going to, be going to become a performer more so and trying to learn the craft of my own and um, I began busking on the streets of Galway up in Shop Street oh. yeah so I, do you know what a lot of people have started busking and I'll tell you anyone that's listening to this if there's any way that you want to figure out how will I start as an artist busking is the way because busking is it's like when on stage, you know, you're just there in front of so many people. And I think that helped me at the start learning how to interact with people, how to perform, how to, you know, like talk to the public. That's, that's a really big thing as well, you know, and how to portray yourself in the right way. And then any money that I made from that went towards my music, let it be recording time in the studio or could have been music equipment that I wanted at the time. And, um, that did that for a couple of years, still do that now. I won't lie, I've done that before all this coronavirus. It was before mm -hmm. December, I went into Limerick and I do busking still. And um, then I, sure, then I was, you could kind of say that's what I've been doing. I haven't really been doing a whole lot. I'd sing at weddings and stuff like that as well. And any kind of gig that I would have gotten, I, I took. And then I suppose I got, I got a great opportunity to be the lead singer in an Irish Celtic band called the Young Irelanders that is run by... Eric Cunningham and Galway and we toured America last year with that and we just did Canada there last October and I was supposed to go to America this year again with them but again but all going on it couldn't happen but then I last March I came home from from Canada with the lads and then the Late Late Show happened and then from there just kind of opened up this world that I never thought I'd be in but you know, it's it's been incredible but like as a lot of people think like you know they didn't know who Claude Lawler was until before the Late Late Show, you could say. Um, but, I, you know, it, it didn't just start last year. I've been doing my apprenticeship for quite a while now. And yeah, it's kind of a natural progression, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, with me being a, a dancer, um, mainly a dancer, and I play a bit as well, 
Um, mm. it's you grow up doing it. You don't just wake up one morning and say, I think I'll be a singer and yeah. bring out a song. It's a natural progression. I think even when you're younger, it's stand up there and sing a song from early and stand up there when there's visitors and do a dance or it's just a natural thing. So um, you done music in college then as well, didn't you, in Limerick? Yeah, sorry, I nearly forgot about college. You know, so much has happened in the last few, the last year, I forget about everything that I've done. I was only actually talking to Megan Scully earlier on and I was saying like, you know, we were actually at such a fast pace before all of this coronavirus, you know, made us slow down. I, I've forgotten about things that I've done, but um, college as well, yes, yeah, so I was in LIT for three years doing music technology and production. And that again was a great course. And my last, in my last year of study, I kind of did, learned a lot about the music business side of things. So I was kind of nearly, it was like someone was looking down on me, kind of equipping me for the, for this big kind of, I don't know what you say, eruption that was going to happen in my life, you know, in the music industry, because again, you know, knowing how to interact with the crowd, talk to the public, but knowing the business as well. And you know that, Sandra, for yourself with dancing, you have to know the business more than anything else. And, you know, that's a big sight to not just getting up on stage as well. And, Absolutely. Um, and what year was, what years were you in Limerick? Did you finish lately? So I only finished last, actually, last October. Very funny. Because okay, I, I was in Limerick too, and I was wondering, did our paths ever, because I was there, I done Irish music and dance in UL. Yes. Yeah. But I, I would have been gone when you started, I would think. So, um, but you know what? I went to college in DCU as well, and I didn't like the course, so I came away from it and then worked in Aer Lingus in Shannon Airport for nearly, you know, for a couple of months, and then I went back to college and I knew what I wanted to do. So, I've been kind of on a big circle there now for a while, kind of wondering where <laughs> I was going to fall under. And I was just very lucky that the Late Late Show happened for me and that I was ready for the opportunity because I think I'd still be wondering if I hadn't gotten such an opportunity, you know. Well, I think for what course did you do out of curiosity in DCU that you didn't take to? Oh, Lord, health and society. Health and society. Now, anyone that's listening to this and knows me would know that if the dog got sick, I'd like, like, oh, can't be in the room. And I was going, I was in Dublin thriving to be in the health world. Now, I probably, you know, it was, it's a great world to be in and everything, not taken away from anyone, but just me as a person, I remember thinking, mother of. God. Well, I'm laughing at you because uh, it's similar enough for me. So I was 17 when I done the Leaving Cert first and I had health science and physiology and sports and rec and all these, uh, what was it, phys uh, crime scene investigation stuff. Oh, and, all yeah. Yeah. and I didn't have Irish music and dance down at all. And I ended up repeating the Leaving Cert because I just didn't do as well as I wanted to. And when I redone the Leaving Cert, there was none of that down. It was Irish music and dance the whole way. And just to think if I stayed and done if I went to college after first year or after my first leaving search, like God, where would I even be now? Like I might even be dancing. Like it's just yeah. so the best for anyone listening like that who's even though I know the leaving search is up in there at the moment, but oh God, repeating is the best thing I ever done. It was, you know, even for me now, not that I wasn't great attending the old repeat year, but um Did you repeat as well? I repeated as well, yeah. So we took the same cycle nearly oh. since we were talking. Um like definitely repeat is a great year. I think it's so hard to, to ask someone at 18 years of age what you want to do. And I only understand that now. I remember my mom and dad saying, look, take the year out and see what you want to do. Focus on the music. And I remember thinking, no, the music can be a backup plan. Because I remember a guidance teacher telling me that before. And me not ever thinking that I'd be able to make it as such, you know. And I suppose you're young and you're naive and you see everyone going to college and you want to have they're caught up you know but at the end of the day when college is over and you hate what you're doing there's 
there was no point, you know, being in college. But um, music for me then, like when I did the music technology and production in LIT, that just changed me. I enjoyed going to college then. There's a lot to be said for loving what you do. And then now my final year, they were so great. They let me go on tour. Imagine final year. I'll That's go the same tour. with us. We were allowed, if we had to go on tour at any stage, you just had to give a note and off yeah, you went. Yeah, it was so great. You know, that yeah. like music colleges allow that. Because I know some, you know, sometimes there is complications that people can't leave their courses and go away. But um, mm. Yeah, that's been my life cycle before. Claude Lawler was on the Late Late Show. <laughs> kind of been up and down all over the place, but she got yeah. to where she wanted to anyway. She's near to where she wants to be. It's, it sounds so similar to me. It's gaslight, because I actually went on and done a master's then in primary teaching. Um, and then decided, I'm oh, sure I'll have a dance school, but that was by accident anyway. I didn't even plan to have that. It happens, Sandra, and that's, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, like you have to just look at that as being a lesson, you know, and you oh, obviously your, your school is huge now. Your name is out there for being one of the top driving teachers in Ireland as well, you know, so everything happens for a reason. And it's, it's great when things work out, you know, it, it really is. And we look back in those years think, thanking them now, because if we weren't lost okay. back then, we wouldn't have what we have now. Absolutely. So then after, um, so you've you done The Voice as well, before we go to the Late Late Show, you've you done The Voice in 2016. Yeah, The Voice of Ireland. I did I did that when I was like 18, um, 18 or 19, I can't remember. But I always... We're new to it all then, I suppose. It was a brand new scene, like even television was a different scene then for you. Yeah, like, I mean... Obviously, that was 18, 19. Like, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to try and be a country singer. But you have to remember, TV is TV at the end of the day. And anyone, again, that's listening to this, that, that looks at talent competitions, they're very good if you have that wall that you can put up and protect yourself from being not, not like, it's not being used. It's just, like, used to benefit them more so than being used to, you know, to better you. Mm -hmm. um, it, it definitely, it, it didn't shape, it didn't do anything for me, the whole competition. Uh, none of it did anything for me. Uh, only, I think the only part of it that did something for me was that if I was asked to go on TV in the morning now and told, you know, we put you on TV and just say this and that and we let you win the competition. It's all the psychology behind it and you have to be able to, you know, adapt to that. So at the time I, I didn't really adapt it and I did I, like I got knocked out in the battle stage whatever that was at the time and like it took a toll on me because I suppose back then I just thought that oh I'm useless I'm not good enough and you have these like 24 25 year old producers researchers telling you you can't sing and you'd be like what uh and like I remember watching Mary Morris there not so long ago and she auditioned for like American Idol the voice she got only to like certain stages and then told like okay go on go home now she's one of the biggest country singers in the world and she's getting paid by these like TV shows to use her songs. So it's never down to you as a person. It's down to, as I said, what you can give for a show. So it's not really, it was never really music, but I can only say that now because in the time I was like, oh my God. You the thing about it is you probably found it tough at the time, but now you're looking back going, it was, it, as I just, my phrase, because like when I'd be sitting watching telly with me, I'd be it a reality show or uh, anything, I'm like, that's scripted. That's you oh, can when you're involved in telly or film or music or anything, you can tell when they're told to say things, even if it's a reality show. And I suppose back then you didn't know that things were being scripted, but now looking back, you can see like, oh, that yeah, so obvious. Yeah, and you know, the likes of like I'd be laughing, like Love Island is a great show, you know, and I do find it very good for TV, but people some of my friends are like they're so in love. 
And I'd be um, like, I'd be in love too for 50,000 yeah. for a couple of weeks. And if they're like, no, he really means this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not even going to try and like back up now your statement because it's TV at the end of the day. But look, if they weren't told to say stuff, would it be entertaining? You'd be switch it. Yeah, or they wouldn't say it or that kind of thing. Um, I would love the dream one day to be able, if you were ever successful enough, that you could go on and actually be a judge and actually help people. That would be the nice side of it. But yeah. um, we never know. Someday we might have another country competition in Ireland and we could yeah. be on judges. But please God, you never know. So so you, you mentioned there, you said voice didn't do a lot for you. And I know that's not, you're not saying that in a negative sense, but do you feel it didn't really give you that big push or anything like that? Not musically, definitely not musically. Did Looking people back, pass any heed of you? I know that sounds blunt. Yeah, you know, look, you have the like heeding the way, like notice you from it. Is it? Yeah, or I mean, social media wasn't that big then, really, was it? Or did people like? It was. Do you know what? Like at the time, people knew that I was on it, and people were always locals, kind of, and stuff. Yeah, people yeah. on the voice, and look, if you look my name up on the internet, the voice comes up and stuff yeah. like that. So that. There are kind of things you'd love to be able to remove from the internet. But look, as I said, like, you know, these things happen in life and they're lessons. And yeah. I look back on it now as a learning, a learning curve, you know, in my life. And it does, it does better me and kind of help me. Even when you're like, you know, when we're on TV now and doing interviews and stuff, you nearly know what comes across the best on TV and you know what TV programs are looking for. So it yeah. did, it has its, per it did have its pros and its perks with me. But it did. It didn't do anything for me as an artist or a musician. Mm. No, yeah. I could have been an actor more so than a musician on it. Kind of it. And I totally get what you're saying. And other people, people might listen and mightn't. As I said to you before, we we were chatting before we started recording the podcast here, and we were saying how you know people might ever think we're ungrateful or that kind of thing. But it's not even that. It's just some things just don't benefit you as much as others, or. It mightn't just it mightn't just have been your time or something like that. Like I, I'm not I'm not saying it as I want to say it, but um I I think it makes sense in a while when we get to the late late show because I have something I want to say about it. Um so I suppose moving on to the late late show, that was your big that was your big reveal, really, wasn't it? The late late show was incredible. I remember I seen Mike Denver and Ryan Tuberty on the late late show, you know, talking about the show and I was at my friend's house in Galway and they were just like, Go on, enter it. And I was like, Do you know what? I will. And then in the back of my mind, when I was entering it, I just, when I was filling out the application, I was praying to God that whoever judges me or whoever's judging my capabilities for the show, please let them know what country music means or what country music is or what country music stands yeah. for. Like, because you know, when I, you think RTE, you I don't think country music. I just thought a few young researchers in college in front of me telling me to sing a country song. And I was like, can you people as well, like dubs. No offense to the dubs, but you know, not even not even that. It was just like you know, the voice that time. It was all young researchers, and you sit in a room and not been bad, not taken for granted. But nobody was ever music was a music person, and that's like you know, I'd never ask a doctor to come in and judge three singers because he wouldn't have a clue yeah. what judging for. So I was just praying to God if I ever got granted an audition that that there'd be artists, there'd be obviously music, country music people that know the scene in front of me. And I didn't know who the judges were, what they were going to be. I remember then I came home from tour in America. I had a few, I think I was home for like four days, got a call saying, hey, you know, we want to audition you in Mullingar. So I went up to Mullingar 
and went up there not knowing what was going on. Then all of a sudden I see this hurrah of women outside the hotel and I was like, what in the mother of God is there all these women outside the hotel for? And like, because Ryan Toberly had his radio show there as well. So I was thinking, sure, maybe they just want to be on the radio or pictures of Ryan. And everyone started screaming at one stage, like girls are running up the road. And I was like, what in God's name is going on outside? And then David James is there at the time. And I'd only met David for the first time there again. We fell into each other from social media, but we didn't. And um, he said, oh, Nathan Carter's here. And I was like, what? And I was like, what's he doing here? And then someone told me, oh, he's judging. I think it was the Ennis brothers there as well. And they said, oh, he's judging. And I was like, you're joking. So whatever bit of anxiety I had when I came into the hotel, I was gone overload thinking, oh my God, I'm thinking in front of Nathan Carter. Then when I was standing there, I saw Margot walk in. I was like, don't tell me Margot's a judge. And then I remember seeing Jonathan Owens. And I thought to myself, I didn't know Jonathan at the time, but I knew who Jonathan was like. Yeah, and he give you that bit of well he knows if you if, if even you saw Jonathan alone you'd know well he knows what he's at yeah so my anxiety was going to the roof then I was like oh I'm not prepared mentally for this audition right now and then I saw you know there's loads of people coming in and auditions and you know I saw John Sparry and everyone so I was thinking oh my god they're actually judging when you know everyone it's probably harder because you would have known David James Dennis brothers like and you'd know other singers faces like so I think it probably was harder when you knew it oh my god it was so it was just my my heart couldn't stop racing and I remember being upstairs in the toilet like you know just kind of trying to calm myself down because there was nowhere else I could have gone and thinking to myself look there's no point now getting upset about this. Just go in and do what you have to do. So I think I got third in and uh, went in and sure, like I'd never, I'd met Nathan before, uh, a couple of weeks before I went on tour. My friend Peter Maher, you know, was very good friends with him and he said, come on in to show you well. So I went in. So I was thinking, oh God, Nathan's going to remember me now as the person that just said, hey, can we, my friend, get a picture with you? <laughs> So I was like, oh no. And then um Margo, sure, obviously Margo being a female in the industry, we always we all look up to her and I was thinking, oh my god. And then walked in and she said, There's not like I can't, I'm not gonna lose anything by going in now. And I just was myself for the whole 30 minutes I was in there. And I was asked, you know, that time, would I sing shallow? And I remember thinking, Oh Jesus, I will. And you seen the film and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'd seen it. And then I cheekily said, Nathan, sure, if you want to sing it with me, you can. And he was like, oh, I don't know the lyrics. And then I had to go out and get the music because I was told to prepare it and uh, came back in. And Nathan said, do you want me to sing it with you? And I said, yeah, no problem. I said, this is no pressure. Oh, cool and calm, like, yeah, like so. No pressure. So I remember coming out of the room and everyone was like, did you just sing with Nathan Carter? And I was like, I think. I they could probably hear you outside the room. Like, you know, that's the way I see up as you can... Yeah, you could hear everyone because it was just like a partition in the middle of the hotel. And I remember coming out going, yeah, I think I just did. And it happened so quick and, you know, it was great. And I gave it my all. And then about a week later, I was in Limerick and I got a call. I was always waiting for the number to come up, Joe, zero. number. <laughs> and during the week, that same week, twice, I had been in a garage. My my car had um, a bit of trouble with it. But Joe, you go in, you fill out stuff in like garages. Oh. The garage was an Audi garage, and don't you give your email address or phone number, and they never stop ringing you and ringing yeah. you there. And I know it's from it's this a good sign that they wanted to see how yeah. you work and stuff, but the number kept ringing zero one. And I remember this girl, her name was I think it was Kate. She goes, Hi, this is Kate from Dublin, blah, blah, blah. How is your service with Audi? And I was like, Yeah, just great, thank you very much, blah, blah, blah. And then they rang again, and then I did the third call with zero one. I said, Oh, 
mother of God, it's Audie again. So yeah. I was like, hello. <laughs> and they're like, hi, Claudia, so-and-so from RT. And I was like, oh my God. And I was in Limerick and they told me, and I literally, I, I started kind of screaming. I'm sure everyone around me was wondering like, what is wrong with your one? And my friend my, my friend was with me at the time and we had to run to the car. And then I just totally went on the phone and said, can you like pause for like two seconds? I just get to the car because I can't contain my excitement. I'm in the yeah. middle of Limerick. But that was just like, the Late Late Show was just incredible like incredible the experience of being on the late late show is there'll 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 never be something i don't think that'll top it for me especially being an irish artist as well you know the late late show is what you always kind of strive towards and it being 24 get getting to do it at 24 was i i just i actually still pinch myself when i think about it and i and i see myself beside ryan toberty on the couch you know when i just look back on clips and stuff i just yeah it's, it's just been crazy and all the clips came up this week then on my phone, you know, memories. Their the memory, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was just great. But then I knew when the Late Late Show came that that was when the work was going to have to start. And from then, you know, from leave, like going on the Late Late Show, doing what I did was great. But then after that was where the hard work was going to have to start. And Well, that, that was your big push. Like, And it's so funny because I remember watching, because that was actually the first country music special I wasn't at. I've been yeah. at the other years I've been every year. year before and I remember seeing you and Jared Butler up the front and my friend PJ said that's Jared Butler now because I didn't know who he was I didn't know Jared back then you know and um that summer then I went to Cowboys and Heroes and I met him and I you know introduced myself whatever but I ended up you know the Cowboys and Heroes um search for a scar thing as oh, well. Yeah. that as well and I remember being at it the year before and the two of you were up front having the talk and then my friend Peter's like sure he just dancing around the place and it's just so funny a year later how we all know each other oh, yeah so it's it, it's gas um actually what was I going to say oh yeah I was saying how the, so the night you were on the late it was the first one I hadn't been at and I'm I I we knew it was going to be you because because <laughs> from being in the scene and it's like sure I know David and I didn't know the Innes Brothers at the time but my friend Aoife had, had entered as well so we had narrowed it down to who got a call who didn't get a call and we knew we knew it was going to be you I couldn't or say no, you, had, you had you announced beforehand no I couldn't announce no. it but we kind of had it narrowed down to like one or two kind of so on the night that you were on it i when you sang i looked just to see how many facebook followers you had and how many instagram followers you had and then i looked the next day because i was i'm so interested in like social media and google oh, and all this and your figures jumped you were literally getting followers like 100 followers in a minute in a like yeah. i remember that i remember doing that because um i was so interested in it like to see mm. How is it going to, it's so weird. Like that's what I remember from that night. Like and we left my phone down, my friends, cause it was my birthday the same night. I was 24 on the Friday, but we recorded on the Wednesday. Right, you know, yeah, we it's yeah. So my friends came over, family members came over and we had, you know, we were just sitting around and all waiting for this big moment. And everyone was like, leave your phone there now. Don't touch it until, you know, you you come on and you're finished. Well, whatever you know I went on and people could see my name and then me and Nathan performed and then the phone just started mm. hopping and then it stopped and then Nathan put up a picture of us and it just it's just so funny how we're so like influenced by social media you know that kind of way and they like the song Shallow for me I wouldn't have been 100% mad about it you know but at the time we just had to been told we had to do what we were told and yeah because I know there was a lot of controversy over it is it country it's not country blah 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 I and mean we're back to the side of tv 
A Star Was Born on the Late Late Show, the movie A Star Was Born was out. It was La Bradley Cooper and Lit. You know, it just put it all together now and you'll start to understand the, the psychology behind TV. It was yeah. never down to the music side of it there. But like, again, look, I mean, I wouldn't take it back. I thoroughly enjoyed singing with oh, him. Anyone will say that. You get to sing with him. It's just, you know, still to this day, it's great. And um, yeah, it was just the, the phone that was just crazy. And still, you know, still it... Um, it's 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 funny. I think without it's fun, without social media, I don't know if not that we wouldn't be as big, but it's certainly a big factor in music these days. Absolutely, and I mean, as I've said a few times already, that was your push forward. Like, I mean, I I, I even I last week when I was getting questions and stuff ready for our interview, I just quickly went on Facebook and Instagram and checked how many uh, followers you had because I yeah. do this for all of them. So on Instagram, you had. 11.8 thousand and then I went on just before our chat today and you're gone up to 12.1 in a week like yeah, yeah I know. Um, and on Facebook you're already on 18,000 like which is nuts like yeah. um but you don't it doesn't seem to phase you that that many people is uh is watching you because even I know you do a lot of Q&A's lately and yeah. um, there's a few questions that pop up more than more than others <laughs> yeah do you know at times you're you don't you just want to address one or two of them and some of them to be, are you single? And you'd be like, yeah, I am. Like, what oh, does that got to do with my music? But you get so many of them that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to answer this one. And then the one- Are you single and are you with Nathan? Yeah, do you know what? You were like, hey, you're having a laugh. Mother of God. And even it. like, I know, you just you just have to laugh, won't you? And I'd say then you're glad when a music question comes in. Yeah, oh, I love when the music question comes in or something like about me, you know? And like, I suppose, you see, because I've just been, you know, again social media world when you're at festivals and you yeah. do a song with someone to someone automatically thinks oh god to see who they turned at each other there's definitely something there and you're like no we're just doing our job on yeah. on a show like do you know yeah. that's that's what you do and there's god almighty there's nothing behind any of it yeah it's just enjoying ourselves on stage and having fun and loving the music yeah um, did you get any backlash from the late show or did you notice it? Was there just too much happening? You know, because I suppose everyone always talks about, oh, it's great and the late late show and it's brilliant and all this, like, but there is negatives, like, I'm sure. Yeah, look, do you know what? Like, Not to the actual late late show, but mm. to the, you know, did you get, do you get much negativity or trolls on, on Instagram or anything like I'm that? I'm very, very lucky. I don't get a whole lot. I don't. Um, but you will have a few people that, like, will, you know, they will say stuff and they will like be like these little comments but you know what I, I just actually laugh at them so I'm like if you can sit behind a computer and belittle someone or something they're doing like that then who are you to question what that person's doing and I'm very very lucky I've ne I haven't had many I've maybe now in my whole time been on the scene maybe one or two that's yeah. about it nothing nothing too much um like they're just kind of smart comments more than anything and yeah, I don't not directly like you are such and such and such it's yeah, oh god no thank god it. never thank god nothing like that i've been i've been lucky now you know i have a great i have a great following and i i said this to megan Scully. i was doing an interview with her earlier on today and i just i think it's amazing the country music scene because megan wouldn't be as familiar with the country music scene i don't know her. megan but i follow her so yeah. i kind of i know what she's about and all that yeah so she's named she's a presenter on classic hits and um you know, I was, she was saying, are you worried about the country music scene and, you know, what do you think is going to be after the coronavirus and everything? And I just said, I'm actually not worried one bit about the country music industry because unless you're in it, and as we, as we were saying there before the interview, the circle is so small, it's like a family and the people that follow it, 
our like our family everyone knows each other and the more festivals you go to i have met so many friends along the way from going to festivals and i just think that there's no fear of the country music scene i don't think that anyone should be worrying that they're not going to be able to gig in the morning because that is the complete opposite if anything is going to make people more stronger and more united together than anything you know so yeah. well i'm glad you brought it up because that was one of the things i was going to talk about was how has it changed for you? And, and I mean, obviously, obviously you're not gigging, but you have a bit more time for music. How is it affecting your album? Because you have an album coming out, don't you? Or in the pipeline. Um, yeah. yeah, the album, that's, that was the kind of big project this year. You know, I'm doing with Peter Maher, Balloon Clock, Jordan and Tipperary. And Peter and myself for so long, I suppose, we're trying to kind of brainstorm it together because it doesn't just happen. And I didn't want to just do a song for the sake of it. I wanted it to be a personal album and just wanted it to be me more than anything else. And um, it's it's taken its toll, but at least I got one I got one song out there before all this kind of went down. Thank God, me and Johnny Cash, my new single. And I'm very, very lucky I got that out because I don't think I'd have any material for a while if I didn't get that out. And um, the album I was hoping maybe September going well that we were going to work all through the summer in September, yeah. October or have the bones of it definitely done by September but I'd say now it might be later on in the year but look at these things happen like it's not like we're just in the play yeah. do you know what I mean it's not and I think once people just that new single now once they hold on to that for a while that there'll be hopefully another one I'll try and get another one out if I can depending on the restrictions because Peter is a bit from me now where I live in Clare you know so I would love to think that my work is essential for country music lovers out there that if I met a tech point <laughs> that the guards would be like go on it's fine my mother needs to listen to you at home <laughs> that um I could get past them but not at the moment anyway hopefully June I'm hoping you know when people can start going to houses wherever that phase is that at least give me a reason to be able to go to actually go work go and record and I suppose the thing about it in a part the studio it's literally you in a room and him in a room you're kind you know you're, oh, you're near him yeah oh, so yeah, hopefully in June, because I'm even thinking I might be able to start back up my private lessons in June, because mm -hmm. in a private lesson, it would be me and, say, if it's a couple, I'm not actually near the couple, I'm just standing, watching them and directing them, whereas they're dancing together, so I'm kind of hoping that that may... Yeah, Alexandra, what do you think, like, do you think the, the whole social dancing scene is going to take a different toll, like? That's what I was worrying about, the only it's social dancing. so hard to know because I've been following a good bit on Facebook where some people are like, oh no, God, no, sure, we'll all be back out in force and we'll support these great singers. But yeah. then one side of it is, are people going to have money? Like, I'm, I've no work at all. I'm on the emergency wage mm -hmm. thing. Um, like, my income totally gone and I don't know for how long. Um, and are people going to have the money to go to them? But then the other side of it is, will people just want to get out and get going again and just because even last year last year for me I worked so hard I didn't go dancing but I was injured because I was on tour like yourself I was on tour in um February in England for a week and then I went to Germany for five weeks and yeah. as an Irish dancer for those that don't know I'm also an Irish dancer um and I ended up having to come home early because I got injured um after two weeks so I was badly injured all of last year couldn't really dance I went to the odd dancer too and uh, it was, I left early because I was sitting there um, enjoying myself and people were asking me to dance. And I was like, I had a dance or two, but I was in so much pain, I couldn't. Yeah. So I was sitting down and somebody asked me to dance and I said, I can't. And they said, what do you mean you can't? Sure, I saw you out there earlier. And I said, well, I'm actually injured. And they were like, no, you're not. You're just too good to dance. You're, oh, you're the dance teacher. You don't want to dance with us. And I was like, 
if that's what people think that just because I'm the dance teacher I and I don't dance at a dance yeah and, and they thought I was being like uppity and didn't want to dance with them and I was gutted and I left early that night and I didn't go back to a dance then all summer because I was just a bit like are people going to think now who's your one not wanting to dance uh, yeah oh, so last year I didn't do a whole lot I went to a few festivals um which is grand and went to a few bits and bobs but I was kind of saying, well, this year now would be my year. I'll go to way more stuff. And I, mean, the is, um, I mean, I love going anyway and I enjoy going. But you kind of have to go to things as well to keep in, you know, to see people and meet people and just to be, just catch up with people really like. And I mean, thankfully with the, with the TV show, I do get to go to some gigs and do a bit of work like. So yeah. some gigs I'm working at, some gigs I'm just at as a spectator. Um, I'm going on a round robin here. I don't know where I'm going. I'm I'm in two ways about how the social dancing scene is. If it's if I mean I'm I'm assuming the bands will just pick back up where they left off, and I'd say it could be nuts. It could be just mental. Yeah, um, Stopping people <laughs> coming in. But then it's well, like some people are saying, to be next year. You know. Um, and I mean, there's only so many lives Facebook video game yeah, I haven't done one yet and a lot of people have asked me would I do one not? You should. But, yeah I me and my friends I have a friend that's in Riverdance Tara Howley and Gavin Cox oh yeah I know Tara because she was Tara in Limerick I don't know she Tara, yeah, yeah she left after first year she she yes. she dropped out um Tara, so Tara is a very good yeah friend. I just I know all the you know you just know all the names <laughs> yeah I know the circle again yeah. And Gavin Coughlin, who plays music with me all the time, and we wanted to do it alive together. And I'm I'm the type now if I'm doing enough to do it right, I just couldn't do it with half measures. So when I can actually be in the same room as the lads, then maybe we might, you know, maybe in maybe in a few weeks like that would be great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so hard to know where 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 it is going to go. Um, I don't think it's going to die a death or anything. I mean, I think as soon as things are going to be back up and running, gigs will be back up and running, but it's how do you monitor how many people are going? And even for me in classes, I'm a bit worried, will my classes be able to start back well? Because technically it's driving, the kids are holding hands. I can do line dancing, no problem, because the kids won't be touching, but it's, it's driving junior is going to be, we have to rename them. We'll see what happens. Like I am worried and I miss all the schools. I mean, even the schools have affected me big time and I'm kind of hoping out for a summer camp still. I'm kind of half hoping I may be able to squeeze one in in August, but uh, we'll see what happens. But, see what happens. Fingers yeah. crossed. No, it's a mad time for the country music scene. And even when you think of the likes of Nathan and Derek and all them who are doing so well with it to be just, I mean, be it you're singing in pubs, you're singing at your level, you're singing like Nathan, everyone's on the same boat like so. Yeah, and a lot of people have to understand as well, let alone Nathan or Derek or Johnny, Robin Lazelle, everyone on the scene. Everyone has a lot of overheads, you know, and there's a lot of things that still have to be paid and stuff like that. And that's why I was doing an interview with Hot Country TV and Q was asking me, what would you say to your fans? And, you know, not just my fans, I'd say to anyone, just support who you follow, listen to them on Spotify, listen to them on iTunes, listen, you know, go on to their merchandise, buy a CD, a physical CD, you know, just helping them out, giving that five euro or five pounds here and there can go a long way if people, you know, do help. And I know money is very, very tight, but then you have the side of just streaming. If you have services that you can listen to them on iTunes and Spotify and even YouTube, you know, so there is a lot of ways that you can still support artists by sitting at home you know yeah. and especially when you have more time like even when i went to tesco this morning i just threw you on on spotify just 
get into Claude a frame of mind for the interview. But like, I'd have you on playlists or whatever, but I just listened to the songs on Spotify, like, and I'm listening to more music. Now, like, I'm listening to artists I wouldn't usually listen to just because I have the time. Yeah, the time now, yeah, you're not. And it's, it's a nice way too that, you know, you can reflect on a lot of things. Like I, I'm not too bogged down about the coronavirus. I'm not, I'm obviously bogged down about the coronavirus itself, but the whole staying at home, it's not, it's not bad. Like you, there's a lot you could put, invest in yourself as a person if you want to, by sitting at home. And you know, I do miss just meeting my friends. I think that's what I just miss. But it, hopefully now next week or whenever we can start meeting in gardens, that'll be, that'll be fine. Like, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. But this is definitely a time for anyone that wants to find out more about people or you know, find more out about yourself. It's, it's a great time, really. You know, we we'll never get this time again, like never. That's so true. And if somebody yeah. told me last year that you're gonna not have any work for three months, four months next year, I'd be in bits. And funnily enough, I'm fine. Like I, yeah. I, I don't think I've actually cried once about not having a job at mm. the moment. I've just like, I've been grand. Like it's because it, I was working stupid hours. Like I was working 14 hour days. Like, yeah. So like, and now I actually have time. Like this is my little dance room in here. Like, and I have my own, I'm so lucky I have my own. Well, I'm in, in my home house. Uh, with the family we have a dance studio and here I have a little studio so it's great I have my own little space that I can just oh, yeah. do my thing like, but fitness wise oh my god because I'm not dancing anymore I know I know crazy I saw actually this morning I saw you went you were out for a bike ride and then I woke up I was like I think I can go for a walk this morning I was like <laughs> I have to I can do this I tell you you're 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 inspiring people not just through your singing but through your bike rides <laughs> I got a bike my god I'm like I'm like a little bridey going down the road with my bike in a basket. Sing it, sing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bike is great. And see, the weather, the weather is what's keeping me going as well. And if the weather was bad, I, I think it might be a different Claudia you'd be talking to. But the weather's keeping me going. I'm like, look, I'll keep interacting with my music, try and, try and get like shows together in my head that if in the morning that I got the opportunity that I can just be like, here's a set list, bye, good luck, just do that there. Um, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot to be said for it. But sure. fingers crossed we get back to it very, very soon absolutely i'm just looking here on my list of notes we've actually kind of automatically talked about a lot of the things but i think going back to where you were talking about where you were talking to megan and about kind of the radio on tv how do you think country music is represented i mean there's two sides of it there's the local like local radio and all that and then there's the national side of it and i think me and you will probably have the same thoughts on it like how do you think country music is represented on uh, tv and radio um, I think it's definitely seen second to a lot of other things and it's such a pity because in the morning if you you know you have festivals and they sell out straight away and you have country festivals that come from America country to country that goes to Dublin you know for three days and that sells out for three days so that's the bones of like nearly 80,000 people in Dublin for country music you know and you know i suppose you do have stuff like electric picnic that brings thousands of people well for pop music and r&b and everything but i would just love if if national radio appreciated not that they don't appreciate um country music but if they just gave it that play maybe after beyonce or whoever because on the same thing like you know you have it's still music at the end of the day so if it's good it's good it doesn't have to be because it's not 
you know, pop and stuff like that. And I do really, I do understand as well that some stations do have a target market and a niche and what they go for. But it'd be nice if like you got, if there was no problem to get country music played on the likes of RT or, you know, not that it is played on them, but it's just a bit more frequent to be lovely. And I've always said, I'd always love to think that I could have a radio show with just country music, like downtown radio in the north, you know? Yeah. But, um, it's just seen, and I definitely know that there's a demand for it. Definitely, there is. Yeah, because I mean, all the local, right, I'm sure there's, what, Claire FM, is it? Yeah, Claire yeah, country, country hours or country, mm. a country show, like, and up here, Midwest would be my local one. I mean, Midwest is country right. music central, like, so. Yeah, which is I, great. All in yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, Midwest is kind of what got me into country music because that was what was on growing up like I'm sure that's all country like but yeah and I mean I know Ryan Tupperley has done so much for the Late Late Mm -hmm. Show and the country music special and all that Um, and that's once a year like yeah, you know, yeah and I would love so much Sandra I, like I literally trying my hardest to get back on the late 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 show well I'm telling you it's tough because uh, (laughs) it's so tough and I just want to just want to get the opportunity to show what you've done for me in the last year you know but I know that there is there's a long list of other people there as well and but I would just I don't know what it is I would just love if country was appreciated that bit more yeah well yeah. I I I spoke on the Late Late Show dear you had said Ger was on yeah. I, was up behind you on the back that was <laughs> 2000 and that was two years ago and the only reason I got to talk was Driving Juniors were supposed to open the show Um, and we were open the show and it was all sorted blah 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 and then Big Tom passed away um, on the Monday and we were recording on the Wednesday and I got a call to say unfortunately the kids will not be opening the show we don't think it's appropriate fine that's grand so I had to go and ring 20 parents and tell them bad news and the kids were distraught and it was so sad so mm. then the I can't remember who I was talking to uh, oh Kim was the name of the producer I was dealing with he had said right we you can still come up to the show and we'll interview you so I was like sound delighted go to the kids come beyond but I was like this is great so I got mm. to talk to him and my Facebook hopped that's why I was asking you how how did yours go my Facebook hopped because I mentioned driving juniors once I got a thousand likes I got it went nuts for me Mm. so I was delighted this is great so then I said to them is there any chance we can get driving juniors back on and they said yeah no problem like we'll get them on in a few weeks so I was like buzzing delighted so they brought us on then about a month later with Robert Brissett and because I was so caught up in it and delighted that we were going to get onto it, I didn't think about it properly. So we went on and that was fine. And I was like, oh my God, Facebook's going to blow up. This is going to be nuts. Like everyone's going to be raving about it. I think I got 10 likes. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it, Social media is funny, you know, and that's one thing I would say, like, you know, you could put up something and it might get some recognition. You put up something else and it gets huge recognition. But then you, you have to just, you try, like I just said, down about it then as well because you're kind of thinking then, what did you wrong in that video? Oh, well, do you know what it was? It was because the, there was no country music audience watching it. It wasn't, it was just the normal Irish public. And I asked them then last year, the year you were on it, any chance, you know, Driving Juniors could be on it again because obviously the adult dancers were opening the show. I said, you should have a representation of the youth. And they literally wrote back and said, sorry, you were on last year, regards. Literally, that's what they told me. So that's why when you said you were going, you'd love to get on again, I was yeah. like <laughs> thinking, well, I, they were, they, they literally, not that I'm saying you wouldn't, Jesus, that sounded awful, but um, I tried to, you know, say, you know, any chance of a child representation again, 
And they literally just said, no, you're on it already. So in hindsight, I shouldn't have just jumped and said, yeah, 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 well, come on, well, come on. I should wait. So that's my regret. But anyway. Yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that someone reaches out to me and asks, but sure, look, if it's fair me, it won't pass me. I keep telling myself everything in this industry. Exactly. And I mean, there's going to be other country music special. I mean, there would have been one this year at Easter. It's yeah. usually the end of April. Um, and you never know, next year they might be saying, let's, let's see how... How our winner is getting on, yeah. and God knows where you'll be then. That's another year away. Like, oh God, I, God, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to keep positive about it all. Hopefully, I'll be a bit bigger. If I how bigger, Jesus, how big? How big are you getting? Bigger in a way that I just, you know, I'd love to think that if I put on shows or dances, that you know, there'd be no fear that I would be ever afraid that people wouldn't come. And I was doing a show, my first show here in the village where I'm from. But before that, go ahead. No, I got. I need to cancel it because of the coronavirus, but. Okay. I saw the demand there and I could, you know, you can always see the traffic who bought tickets and they, were, they weren't anyone locals. So that actually really, you know, made me happy. It was like, okay, people actually want to come and see me. So hopefully now I might, might steer an old show and an album launch now as my next one. So Lovely. Yeah, no, that'd be great. And I mean, if you time it right, it, you know, people would be mad to go. Well, they'd be mad to go anyway, but might be more mad to go because people will be coming out of this lockdown and to be a novelty and it's just yeah. be uh, for people to get out and about and all that kind of thing. Um, fingers, crossed. fingers crossed. We'll think, no. we think that they're good anyway. And hope, well, we and know hope. your plans for the future so because I'm here looking at my list of notes again yeah. like you're, you have the album Please God coming out September yeah. or slightly after depending on how all this goes. So we, we have that to look forward to and you have your, your Spotify and um, yeah, I suppose the only other things I, I bring up, especially if I have a female singer on, is how do you find the, the female versus the male side of things in the scene? Like, obviously, there's more males, but then there seems to be more females, younger females and new and up-and-coming females coming on the scene. Yeah, I mean, look, it's absolutely... Obviously, you want to have that 50-50 ratio. And nearly a couple of years ago, you could have said the females outdid the males a couple of years ago, like Philomena, Susan McCann, Marigold, you know, Louise Marcy. There were so many females a couple of years ago on the same level as, as the guys. And not that there's any difference, but you know, obviously, sometimes the guys are nearly more attractive. You know, the girls just leave for them like you know and I see that when I when I was doing a few spots with Nathan I just couldn't for the lot because I'd never been on tour like not, it wasn't on tour with Nathan but I I went to festivals you know a few festivals with him and just to see the women and yeah. it was like my mother would always describe to me about Joe Dolan when she was younger I'm sure yeah. I could never comprehend it in my head because like it was like how could anyone like, right, yeah. name like could that happen and um Jeannie, you know, seeing the few shows that I went with Nathan and the same people too. Yeah, and that's yeah. what made it more uplifting to look at because you just have the real people that follow him and they're not just people that tag along at one or two events. They go to a lot of, yeah. of shows. And I would love to think that maybe someday I'll have, not that I want to throng a fella's following me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to think that I could have as much as a following as the males do, I suppose, you know, not that, not that the males are any bit better than the women that are out there, you know, Cleona is smashing, Olivia Douglas is absolutely amazing, Claudia Buckley is outstanding lately, you know, everyone is doing so, so well, and it's great to see it, and I do think that, you know, the girl power is there, and Shauna brought out her new single there yesterday, and I just think it's brilliant, Chantelle Padden brought out her album, it's nice to support the females, and I think some people then, you know, would think that, uh, that other females wouldn't want other females doing well, because, 
you know, girls being girls, but like that would be beyond what I'd ever think. You you want to be pushing for women to do well in any Absolutely, industry, yeah. and especially in the country music scene that you'd like equal equal playing, equal TV, radio slots, you know, festivals, you know, anything like that. Yeah. For for girls, because sometimes you do look at a at a billboard and it is all males, like, yeah. and there is females there. Yeah, there's mainly males, and there might be a female thrown in just to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of females there now coming. Definitely in the last year, like you know, well, Livia's been there um, the last couple of years, but she's really her following has grown so much over the last yeah. couple of years that you know, Cleona, Claudia, Shauna, trying to think of everyone else now, Chantel. <laughs> there's so many of us, you know, and it's it's so great to see. So I'd hope that next year that there will be just as many females at a festival as males that's the only thing i'd like to see yeah you know, i think there's more new females than new males coming out yeah, yeah I, I have noticed that but even on the social dancing scene i feel like it was always more, the dance teachers were always male i thought i kind of mm -hmm. noticed that so i think there's there's a few more women coming into it now as well yeah, which, is good. Good, which is really yeah. good you know but hopefully quality all the way <laughs> quality yes um, have you found people are interacting more with you on social media over the last few weeks or is it just the same as it's always yeah. been? Um, me and Johnny Cash has done really really well and you know people sending videos and stuff like that and TikToks and all that so that's, that's been really uplifting to see because the song was an upbeat kind of a summer song that I wanted and because of the festival season I thought to be a great one great interaction one with the crowd and, and you got the lyrics video as well Alan Clark done that yes he? Alan Clark did my lyric video amazing he's such a cool guy Alan as yeah well. he's great he's, he, I've done a lot of work with him over the years just music videos and even he yes. wrote he roped my boyfriend Michal into a few videos as well so he's great oh. Great so, lovely. so lovely it was my first time working with Alan now I knew of of Alan obviously again and his company through through everyone else but I'd never worked with him so it was just it was great to get to work with someone different as well you know and spread it out amongst everyone and what was where was it going now well, we're we talked about so much we're rambling well, I know we're chopping and changing for everything and you and we and you swear we knew each other <laughs> I know oh yeah the music video yeah that was really good and but yeah, everyone just reaches out, you know, and I put up, I try to put up a, a music video every few days to let people know I'm still here and, and different songs. And I like to know like what people like to hear because at the end of the day, when you're doing a dance, you want to play what people want to hear, not what you Yeah, want. I've noticed you do a lot of, would you rather me sing this song or this song? So that's, yeah. that's helpful, like to, for you to know, you know, or even, you know, if you get kind of even Stevens on the songs, you know, well, both, both of yeah. them will work like, that's great. <laughs> nice way to do it and look facebook is great instagram is great it's it's everything is is great i don't think like nothing has really the only thing that i found hard about all this was just that i thought this summer would be a summer that i could have proven myself a bit more because i was getting actual slots this year you know i wasn't just singing one or two songs here and there and yes. you know, i was getting i was getting really really good gigs you know yeah. gigs that weren't even mentioned yet because they were yeah. slowly going to be mentioned and um so yeah, unfortunately, you know that's the only kind of down downside of this whole thing. But it, it's not the end of country music, and it's not going to be the end of global order either. Hopefully, and just gotta just keep thinking that way. Do you know, yeah. that's, the way, that's literally the only way I can keep thinking it. Yeah. I've also Oprah Winfrey. Um, I have that as well, and I I have I read it, but I didn't read it properly, so I have a left side bed ready to read again. Yeah, I have the audiobook and I just put it in my ears now to be thinking there and I wake up and I feel like Gandhi that I'm ready to take on the words. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, I, have it. I have it. I have it. 
keep, but that's it. You just keep positive, keep going. And uh, as you said, this isn't the end of Claude Lawler. No, it's not. It's only the stars. It's only the stars. <laughs> Without sounding big headed when I say that, I mean that in a positive way that it isn't the end of me. And hopefully it will be only the start of a lot more. But the funny thing is, you, you don't sound big headed and you have grown so much since the late late show and your following and your 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 figures on instagram and facebook would you seem so down to earth and okay. no crap like you're just you I mean, just seem like you do you and like even the way you talk about the late late show like you you appreciate how great it was and you're honest and it's brilliant but you just sound so down to earth and i think that's what's needed because i think i don't know did we say it at the beginning of the podcast or when we were talking off the podcast how you can tell when somebody has the tv face and the the interview persona and they literally yeah and you know what there's absolutely no need for that with anything in life just you know what i'm i'm just kind of like and i'm literally when i say what you see is what you get and there'll be no putting anything on you know my friends will tell you that like i'm too i'm really too stupid to to be anything else because I'd be halfway through it and I'd start stumbling. I can't lie. For Too much life. hard work. <laughs> I can't lie either. I wouldn't be able to lie. I could be standing there. You'd see it written all over my face. Yeah. I'm like, Do you know what? I'm not going to try and put up any bit of a front. I'm literally going to be me. If people like me, thank God. If they don't, then it's a pity, not a problem. And you just have to get on with it because there will be there will be people that won't like you. And look, there will be you know, there will be people that don't like it because they see you getting on in life. And that's the same with everything. Let it be, you know, any career, you know, and that's just something you can't, you can't prevent. And I have been, you know, guilty of being the people pleaser and wanting people to like me. And then, you know, when you hear people like, oh, maybe if they don't like me, like, why don't they like me? You know, I've never met them or anything like that. But these are the things that are so out of your control and will only bring you down in the end and start self-doubting yourself. But I just, I've come too far to start self-doubting myself now. So, you know, I'm just gonna, I let all that behind me and just, and keep going towards what I want really. You know, when I put up a picture yesterday on Instagram of when I was busking and you know, the two pictures, oh, that, yeah. bus when I was 16, God, they cut me. And I was wearing this little dress. I zoomed in, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> and everything. And uh, then, you know, five or, no, oh, I'm 25 now. Like a few years later on the Late Late Show, you know, and, the Lay Late Show will always be obviously the highlight of my career so far, but for me, the highlight is how how hard working I have been and I haven't given up on myself because so many young girls message me going, Flora, how will I be able to achieve what you've achieved or how will I get into the country music scene? And sometimes I just never have an answer, only just don't give up and just believe in yourself yeah. because there's nothing, there's nothing else, no one else can do it for you, only yourself. Yeah, you have to put the work in, that's it. Like, it's not by accident. I mean, there's that person, it is by accident, but, like, you do put the work in. I don't think you realise the work you put in until you look back, like... And like that today on the interview with Megan, she was talking about all these things, and I nearly forgot that I'd, that I'd done them. And I was like, God, we were actually going so fast in life that we forgot about things, because I'm literally, I'm so guilty of this, that I do something, and then I'm like, okay, on to the next thing now. How oh. will I for that? And then I get, like, I got, like, I got the biggest... TV slot in the entire country, the late late show, and then the next day I was like, right, okay, so this is what we need to do now. And my dad's like, should you not just take that all in? And mom was like, you need to like soak what you're up to do. And I said, no, 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 that's over now. I said, that's behind me now. So I'm laughing because that's literally exactly me. I'll like, I'd go into me hall and go, okay, I'm starting a podcast. And he's like, don't think you've enough on. Like, you've got this and you've that, and you've, and it's, and oh, I'm like, what can I do now? What can I, who, what's next? What, I'm such yeah. a, 
second go around. And that's why I go, go, go. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got this onto the next thing straight away. But I never really get too stressed out. I'm always like, like excited about it. And I think this lockdown yeah. has helped, but even has helped me to settle down. But I'm still like, well, what can I do next? Because I've had this podcast in my head since November, December, and I made a logo and put it up on Facebook like in November but I never actually got around to doing it and then I got all the gear and it was only then I said well if I don't do it now when I actually have the time and people are free and you know that kind of way because other than that like if this was outside of um of Crone, I probably would have said I'll I'll drive down to Fair Meet you like I'd be like road trip I yeah I know I'll go down to meet you like that's probably what I would have ended up doing like so it's actually working out better because people are free people will yeah. talk and people have have more chance of getting people to do it because they're not doing it. Well, when this is all over, we'll organise a night down in Clare anyway, so you'll have to come yeah, back. Yeah, for your, for your album launch. <laughs> God, hopefully. Please, God, please, God. Oh, it's we've talked about so much. I feel like we haven't even talked that much about country. We've talked about what to do if you're unsure about your leaving cert. What to do, <laughs> how to motivate yourself. Read Oprah Winfrey. Um, <laughs> it's a point of order. It's ongoing. We've had we've had uh, we've t- talked about a wide range of topics, but I am so delighted to have you on. Because to be honest, I was a bit nervous asking you because I'm here looking at these seventeen thousand followers, and I was like, "Is this one going to just?" Oh, I see. I'm sorry, and I was like so delighted when you said yeah because, like, oh I would. God, I, I mean, you're so down to earth and you're so lovely, but I would still look up to you as in well, oh she's you know she's a singer now. She's you know she's got oh, a few geez. likes. Like I was like. I'm only delighted. I'm so glad to have you on. And it's great to properly chat to you and properly meet you in inverted commas. I know, but through the computer, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's the best part of social media. We can still do it where, what we love, you know. And the way you say there, because I'm a singer, at the end of the day, you know, I always say to people, they're like, oh, unfortunately, the only unfortunate thing about it, my, my career that I chose, my love, my passion, could see myself doing nothing else, is just that bit more out there. You know, it's, it doesn't take from anyone from anyone else doing anything else in the world and it's I think it's just because I'm a bit more out there that people are like oh god that's the singer and I'm like yeah but that's the doctor and that's the nurse and that's the accountant and that's you know you just it's it's kind of like you're segregated into this like oh god she's the one that sings or she was at the late late I was character. and you know you hear that like and you'd be laughing and I remember I was in the line one day in the shop and I was standing up and like, I can imagine what it's like to actually be someone big like Cleona or Nathan or Derek or Johnny or Mike, you know, all these. And they're just standing up and this one, this little girl said, Mom, I think, I think I know her. And I was like, I won't turn around now because I'm a bit mortified if they don't know who, you know, if they think I'm someone that I'm not. And then um, she was like, go on, ask her. And this little girl said, Bonnie Cheska, I get a picture with you because you oh. sing on the late, late show. Like oh my god, people just think because you because you've been on telly or TV that you've got this like different career viewpoint in life, and it's completely the opposite. You know, I'm still only a person that's doing what they what what she loves. You know, because yeah. if I had brains to be a doctor, I probably still wouldn't have been one. You know, the kind of <laughs> still would have been a singer. I still would have been the singer and gone for what I wanted. So we're all the same. Nobody's better than anyone else. I don't think. Well, you're absolutely you're just flying it and you're full of words of wisdom it's a breath of fresh air to talk to you i'm feeling great um no i'm so glad so Dan. thank you so much for chatting to me on the country chats podcast and who knows we might have you back again in a year and we'll see how you're oh, heading on but 
for anyone who isn't following Claudia on Facebook, go on there, get her to 18,000. She's only 200 <laughs> likes away. I, I used to be around doing PR for you here. I know exactly how many likes you need. <laughs> and, uh, she's do, flying it on Insta and you have a website as well, don't you? Yeah, everything Claudia Lawler Music, you'll find me up on all the social media outlets just with that. There we go. There we go. So, Claudia, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you, and please God, we'll talk to you soon. Very, we will, of course. We'll see each other at festival very soon, hopefully. Please God. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.